0: What's up, everyone? G Money Stacks here. You may remember me from the review show Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast. So you want to know how to use Spotify for podcasters, right? I'm here to talk to you at home about Spotify for podcasters. Why are you wasting and struggling with your money on a hosting site to promote your show with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me tell you about it if you are a current anchor user don't worry about the changes everything will be the same with added new features spotify for podcasts is formerly known as anchor is a free hosting site and phone app that gives you old and new creation tools also provides free hosting and access to record upload videos from podcast episodes edit add music to your show, monetize Q&A questions, polls, distribute your podcast on streaming platforms, tracking analytics, plus the show's growth, audience from international places such as Canada, USA, including Long Island and the far boroughs of New York, and more. You can make money from sponsorships with no minimum listenership. Spotify for podcasters also offers free hosting and a way to upload podcast videos to attract listeners. also keep track of the number of streams. These are the important keys to making a podcast. If you like to create a podcast and be a and be a host like myself and if you like to be a guest on any of the shows that I do like a co-host, you can download. The free Spotify for podcasters app on your phones, including iPhones, Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, Apple Mac and Dell laptops with Windows. Or check out the website for more information to get a head start on your podcast journey at www.podcasters.spotify.com. That's www.podcasters.spotify.com. If I can reach success, so can you. Take advantage of the opportunity that is thrown in your face. I'm G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Gregonator. Thank you for listening, streaming, rocking with me, and watching the podcast show episodes and the podcast. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And thank you. Don't let anybody stop you on your goals and dreams. What are you waiting for? Get started on your podcast journey. Let's go. good evening everyone at home from usa international canada long island aka strong Island, plus the five spots of brooklyn bronx manhattan stand Island, and queens this is your man gmoney stacks aka the gregonator youtuber host with the most the man who holds the back doors of the q5 and n24 buses unstoppable independent podcaster misunderstood lonely nomad and queens new york native of laurelton queens new york and yes, you are rocking with the 121st episode of Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, the review show. Live and direct from StreamYard and YouTube and alongside of the podcast show page on Instagram live. Be sure to turn on your notifications so you can know when I'll be on Instagram live on on the podcast show page and i hope y'all had a i hope y'all had um a great veterans day weekend i'm sorry for um delaying the episode and the future ones coming up um um some things came up which i'm not gonna get into so so in the meantime why don't you go ahead and grab the subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page of meticulous vibe juice podcast and and of course be sure to be sure to turn on the notifications and alerts so you can be reminded of when each episode recording will be on will be will be starting with the date day month and time on the air via live stream leave a and a comment along with the episodes with the review topics being discussed of course stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes and previous episodes in case you miss any of them don't worry um there's more live videos on the youtube channel podcast show page for you to catch up on and and of course you can listen stream watch the episodes, download the episodes, and you can also add the podcast to your playlist so you can know when each episode is going to be dropping. All right. Whether you have Spotify for podcasters, Spotify, Amazon music, whether you have CastBox FM, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, YouTube and whatever Apps you downloaded onto your phones to get your podcast, all right. So, of course, tell a friend to another friend, and I'll handle the rest where you can actually, um, you know, know where you can listen, stream, and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them at the end of this show podcast recording, all right. So um today's episode today's episode we're gonna be reviewing some um classic movies and stuff and today's and today's title is you know we definitely own the nights. so we're gonna be gonna be going over boogie nights we own the night long kiss good night and of course of course we got some music stuff to talk about and of course we got some video game updates of when each game is going to be coming out and some and some stories behind it too um so let's start off with um let's start off with um a little thing that i like to call hold on a second hold on one second Yes, let's start off with a little thing called Music Kool-Aid, all right? We're gonna get into
1: this right now, but wait a second. Here's a Kool-Aid, here we go.
0: All right. A first, um, first story. This is a big this is basically hip hop history right there. Um I'm going over some hip hop history and this involves Wu-Tang Clan. And and um and by the way, they actually have a, a day named after them which is very interesting to me and I'm actually going to really um talk about it on my other podcast show. Um off the Meat Rat Chains, New York Avenue podcast in the future episode, but I just wanted to just wanted to say this um, because of the amount of success that they have in their in their careers and everything. So speaking of which, um, so speaking of which, so on June third, nineteen ninety seven, um. The witty, unpredictable talent and natural game gave the world a double dose of of their killer bee stings when they dropped the Wu Tang forever double CD LP, which was 26 years ago. Um, The album was executively produced by the Abbott himself, RZA, along with assistance from Fourth Disciple Inspector Deck. And True Master released to the public under the Loud and RCA imprint with direction from the illust- illust- hold on Illustrious Steve Rifkind. This album was certified gold to no gold in its first week and was certified four times platinum by the The RIAA within four months of its release. Some of the hits include the album's lead Triumph, Older God's, Duck Season, and the and the prophetic title of their current album, A Better Tomorrow. The clan just celebrated 20 years to together in 2013, looking back on two decades of music. The clan is also currently working on an album with Ghostface Killer running the show. Peace to the entire clan. Hang on.
1: Peace to the entire
0: clan for giving us such a monumental project without the assistance of radio and video play, which is the mark of true artistry. Salute to Riza, Divine Power, Steve Rifkind, and everyone who helped make this album a timeless classic. Wow, very, very, very interesting here. Very interesting. Um yeah so congratulations to wu-tang clan especially getting a street named after them the the wu-tang way something like that i'm not well yeah um yeah all right so let's get into let's get into the movies that we're about to go over And our segment right here hang on a second hang on a second Hang on a second. The segment that we're going to go to next is... Give me a second. Yes, this is the Chillax Man Cave Popcorn Lounge segment. Um, So, the first movie we're going to be going over is Boogie Nights. So... Let's get into it right here, right now. Hang on one second. Okay, so the first movie we're going to go over is the 1997 classic Boogie Nights, the R-rated comedy drama. So it so, so for those of you who may not know who, what Boogie Nights is, it is the 1997 American period comedy drama film written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. It is set in Los Angeles' uh, San Francisco, Ornando Valley and focuses on a young nightclub dishwasher who becomes a popular star of pornographic films, chronic, chronicling his rise in the golden age of porn of the 1970s through the, his fall during the ex, the excesses of the 1980s. The film is an expansion of Anderson's. Mockumentary short film, <laughs> uh, the, the Dirt Digger story. <laughs> oh man, oh shit, it stars Mark Wahlberg, Julianne Moore, Burt Reynolds, Don Cheeto, John C. Riley, William H. Macy, Philip, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and heather Graham. All right, so. So the budget of this film, um, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, so the budget of this film is $15 million. Um, yes, yeah, $15 million. So Boogie Nights premiered at the Tor- Toronto International Film Festival on September 11th, 1997, and was theatrically released on October 10, 1997, garnering critical acclaim. It was nominated for three Academy Awards, including Best Original Screenplay for Anderson, but Best Supporting Actress for Moore, and Best Supporting Actor for Reynolds. The film's soundtrack also received acclaim. It's, it has since been considered one of Anderson's best works and one of the best films of all time. Interesting. Yeah, so... It did make forty three point one million dollars in the box office. I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one right there. All right. Um. All right. Let's go to the reception. Actually, actually, while I'm at it actually well I'm at it though um where I'm at it yeah yeah, yeah. so yes yeah, so there is a soundtrack to hang on a second hang on a second so I didn't even know there was are you really wait 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 okay so there is a motion f- um picture soundtrack to boogie nights of course so there's some um performers actually and um so this includes intro filled the, fill the heat riley and mark Wahlberg, best of my love by the emotions jungle fever um shaka shaka chas huh. <laughs> oh man <laughs> brand new key um, Melanie Safka, Spill the Wine, Eric Burden and War. Gotta give it up, part one. Marvin, late, great Marvin Gaye. Um, machine Gun, Commod- The Commodores, Magnet and Steel, Walter Egan. Ain't no stopping us now. McFadden and Whitehead. <laughs> oh, man. Sister Um Christian Night Ranger Living Thing Elect Electric Light Orchestra. <laughs> God only knows the Beach Boys. Um the big top um um theme from Boogie Nights by Penn. Wait, Michael Penn, um Patrick Warren. Wow. Wow. Um and there's wow where there's so there's so many hold on a second hold on a second so there's uh wait a second wait a second wait a second boogie nights volume two track listing um mama told me not not to not to Randy newman come <laughs> three dog night <laughs> oh shit (laughs) um fooled fooled around and felt evan bishop in love elvin bishop by elvin bishop (laughs) oh shit (laughs) you sexy thing hot chocolate (laughs) oh shit (laughs) what kind of name is that for a music artist that's that shit sounds so fucking funny anyway boogie shoes by kc and the sunshine band (laughs) yes that's that's decent that's a decent name um do your thing um charles wright and the watts 103rd street rhythm band (laughs) driver's seat sniff in the tears feel too good the move jesse's girl rick springfield (laughs) jp walk sound experience i want to be free by the ohio players (laughs) (laughs) okay player (laughs) oh man (laughs) joy by apollo 100. okay okay now we can go to go to the reception here um okay so on review aggregated rotten tomatoes the film holds an approval rating of 94 percent based on 77 reviews with an average score of 8.10 out of 10. the size critical consensus states grounded in strong characters bold themes and subtle storytelling boogie nights is a groundbreaking film both for director pt anderson and star mark Wahlberg." on metacritic metacritic The film holds a weighted average score of 86 out of 100 based on 28 critics. Indicating universal acclaim, audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of C on an A plus to F scale. Janet Maslin of the New York Times wrote, "In quote, everything about Boogie Nights is interesting, unexpected. Although the film's extravagant two hour and 32 minute link amounts to a slight tactical mistake it has no trouble holding interest but the link promises larger ideas than the film finally delivers she praised burt reynolds for his best and most suave funny performance in many years and added the movie's special gift happens to be mark Wahlberg, who gives a terrifically Appealing performance. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times observed few, film, few films have been more matter of fact, even disenchanted about sexuality. Adult films are a business here, not a deliance or a pastime. And one of the charms of Boogie Nights is the way it shows the everyday backstage humdrum life of porno filmmaking (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) oh man the sweep and variety of the characters have brought the movie comparisons to robert altman's um nashville and the player (laughs) there is also um also, some of the same appeal as pulp fiction in scenes that balance precariously between comedy and violence through all the characters and all the action. Anderson's screenplay centers on the human qualities of the players. Boogie Nights has the quality of many great films in that it always seems alive. Mick LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle stated Boogie Nights is the first great film about the 1970s to come out since the 70s. It gets all the details right, nailing down the styles and the music. More impressive, it captures the decade's distinct, decadent glamour. It also succeeds as something very difficult, recreating the ethos and mentality of an era. Paul Thomas Anderson has pulled off a wonderful, sprawling, sophisticated film with *Boogie Nights*. We know we're not just watching episodes from *Desperate Lives*, but a a, a panorama of recent social history rendered in bold, exuberant colors. Kenneth Turan of the Los Angeles Times called it a startling film, but not for the obvious reasons. Yes, its decision to focus on the pornography business in the San Fernando Valley in the 1970s and 1980s is nervousness itself, but more impressive is the film's sureness of touch, its ability to be empathetic non-judgmental, and gently satirical to understand what is going on beneath the surface of this raunchy Nashville-esque universe and to deftly relate it to our own. Perhaps the most exciting thing about Boogie Nights is the ease with which writer direction Anderson spins out this complex web a true storyteller able to easily mix and match moods in a playful and and audacious manner he is a filmmaker definitely worth watching both now and and in the future in timeout new york andrew johnston concluded the porn um melu may scare some folks off but boogie nights offers laughs tenderness terror and redemption everything you could ask for in a movie it's an impressive and satisfying film one the academy really ought to have the balls to recognize peter travers of rolling stone said this chunk of movie dynamite is detonated by mark Wahlberg, who grabs a breakout role and runs with it even when boogie nights flies off course as it tracks its bizarrely idealistic characters into the 80s you can you can sense the passionate commitment at the core of this hilarious and harrowing spectacle for this credit paul thomas anderson who scores a personal triumph by finding glint's of rude life in the ashes that remained after Watergate. For all the unbridled sex, what is significant, timely, and finally hopeful about Boogie Nights is the way Anderson proves that a movie can be mercil- mercilessly honest and mercifully humane at the same time. Gene Sisko of Chicago Tribune called it beautifully made and praised the performances. Colin Reynolds absolutely centered and in control of his emotions and saying Wahlberg couldn't be better. However, he moderated his praise by saying the early rave reviews accorded this film. This film suggests a significance that I, however, did not encounter. Showbiz stories are all Pretty much the same ambition, stardom, drugs, dis- disillusionment. Add the home video revolution to this mix and curiosity about the size of the boy wonders equipment. Throw in a few. Topical. References like the soft drink fresca and you have the bare bones of the story. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh man. He gave the film three and a half stars out of a possible four. Wahlberg would later regret doing the film saying, I've made some poor choices in the past. Well, nobody's perfect, you know. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's perfect, man. Like, you know, you, you don't listen. As human beings, you know, you never you never want to let your mistakes define you and who you are, all right? And a lot of times, you know, it's all right to make mistakes, but don't make the dumb mistakes. You feel what I'm saying, folks? I hope you do. All right, now we go to the accolades. So, um... Burt Reynolds got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor for the Academy Awards. Julianne Moore got a nomination for Best Supporting Actress, and um, and also won a nomination. Paul Thomas Anderson got a nomination for Best Screenplay written directly for the screen. Now we go to now we go to RTO's Awards. Never heard of it. Um, Christine Sheek's won that award for Outstanding Achievement in Feature film casting comedy and the boston society of film critics awards burt reynolds was in second place for best supporting actor and of course um paul thomas anderson also for heart eight won for best new filmmaker and of course um and of course the british independent film awards so um the movie won for best foreign independent film english language burt reynolds got a nomination for best actor in a supporting role for the british academy Award, academy film awards excuse me um paul thomas anderson got a nomination for best original screenplay and now we go to the chicago film critics association awards <laughs> um paul thomas anderson got a nomination for, for best director burt reynolds won for best appointed actor um julian julian moore got a nomination for best appointed actress and also and also um best supporting and also a nomination for best supporting actress for the the Claude Trudis Awards. I don't know. I'm not familiar. Never heard of it. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, and, um, of course, obviously the Critics Choice Award, um, the movie got a nomination. Boogie Nights got, uh, Boogie Nights got, a nomination for best picture dallas fort worth film critics association awards um so the movie got a nomination for best picture burt reynolds won for best supporting actor paul thomas anderson got um a nomination for the screen international award for european film awards Julianne Moore won for Best Supporting Actress for the Florida Film Critics Circle Awards. And of course, um, and the movie won for Best Cast. And Burt Reynolds won for Best Supporting Actor Motion Picture for the Golden Globe Awards. Um, Julianne Moore got a nomination for Best Supporting Actress Motion Picture. Las Vegas Film Critics Society Awards. Burt Reynolds won for Best Supporting Actor. Um, Boogie Nights got a nomination for Film of the Year at the London Film Critics Circle Awards. Burt Reynolds uh, won for Best Supporting Actor for the Los Angeles Film Critics Association Awards. Julianne Moore paul thomas anderson Hedda graham all won for best Supporting actress new generation award best breakthrough performance and best dance sequence now hold on no 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 no. let me rewind that um mark Wahlberg, um machine machine gun got a nomination for, for best dance sequence um for the MTV movie awards. Um, Boogie Nights was in seventh place for the National Board of Review Awards, and of course, third place for Best Film. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, best film for the National Society of Film Critics Awards. Paul Thomas Anderson was in third place for Best Director. Burt Reynolds won for Best Supporting Actor. Julian Moore won for Best Supporting Actress. Burt Reynolds won for Best Supporting Actor. And we go to the online Film and Television Association Awards. So we have um Paul Thomas Anderson, Lloyd Levin, John S. Lyons, and Joanne Seller. Paul Thomas for Best Drama Picture. Paul Thomas Anderson um, got a nomination for best director. Julian Moore got a nomination for best drama actress. Um, Burt Reynolds, um, Julian Moore, all won for best supporting actor and best supporting actress. Um, so Paul Thomas Anderson got a nomination for best original screenplay. Mark Bridges got a nomination for best constant design. Um, Dylan Tichenor got a nomination for best film editing. Um, Bob Zambicke got a nomination. And sandy Stroof both got a nomination for best production design. Um, and of course, Best Assemble, the film got um, nomination for Best Ensemble. Um, And the movie got inducted into the Hall, the Motion Picture Hall of Fame. Yes, so. Paul Thomas Anderson got a nomination for Best Director for the Online Film Critics Society Awards. Burt Reynolds got got um won the award for best appointed actor excuse me um and um and of course
1: um hang on one second
0: Okay, Paul Thomas Anderson um got a nomination for best director. Um yeah, for best director. Burt Reynolds won for best appointing actor. Paul Thomas Anderson got a nomination for best screenplay and one for screenplay for um the Pan America Literary Awards. I never these awards i never even heard of them which is really i don't even think they're well known to be honest with you, but i digress anyway um burt reynolds won for best supporting actor in the san diego film critics society awards um um boogie nights got a nomination for 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 best motion picture drama Paul Thomas Anderson um, got a nomination for Best Director for Satellite Awards. Mark Warburg got an, a nomination for Best Actor in a Motion Picture Drama. Um, Burt Reynolds and Julianne Moore, they both won for Best Actor in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture Drama and Best Actress in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture Drama. Um. Paul Thomas Anderson got a nomination for best original screenplay and and of course Dylan um Taichin Taichinor Dylan Taichinor um, got a nomination for best film editing. Um so the movie Boogie Nights got an award. It won for Outstanding motion picture assemble. Okay, so now we go to the screen actors guild awards. So everybody got a nomination, which includes Don Cheeto, um Hetagram, Louis, Luis Guzman, Philip Baker Hall, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Thomas Jane, Ricky J, William H. Macy, Alfred Molina, Julianne Moore. Nicole Ari e. Parker, John C. Riley, Burt Reynolds, Robert Ridgely, Mark Wahlberg, and Melora Walters. And for Burt, so for um Burt Reynolds got a nomination for outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role, and Julian Moore's um nomination for outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Now we go to Andy Shuttleworth, who won for historical shot for the Society of Camera Operators. Burt Reynolds got a nomination for Best Supporting Actor for the Society of Texas Film Critics Awards. Um, uh, Boogie Nights was in fourth place for Best Picture in the Southeastern Film Critics Critics Association Awards. Julianne Moore got a nomination for Best Supporting Actress um stinkers bad movie awards what the hell now nah, yeah <laughs> what the hell what kind of shit is that anyway mark warburg and his fake 13 inch append wait 13 inch appendix appendage oh boy worst on screen couple oh gosh come on man y'all only complaining about this shit too damn much man um so paul thomas anderson was the runner-up for best director for the toronto film critics association awards Um, um he also won for the he also won for metro media award for metro media award at the toronto international film festival and of course um boogie nights was in eighth place for Turkish Film Critics Association Awards. (laughs) And then Paul Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson um, um, got a nomination for best screenplay, written directly for the screen for the Writers Guild of America Awards. So there you have it right there. The next movie we're going to be going into is The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes, another another rated-all movie to go over is The Long Kiss Goodnight, which is a 1996 American action thriller film co-produced and directed by Rennie Harlan and produced by Shane Black and Stephanie Austin with screenplay written by Black. <laughs> what kind of name is that? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh man. Oh shit. Anyway. Oh no 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 no. no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Um yeah, shit yeah, produced by Shane Black and Stephanie Austin. The screenplay written by Black. Well, I don't know. It stars Gina Davis, Samuel Jackson, who you may know from Pulp Fiction and other movies, Tom Amandis. Yvonne Zima, Brian Cox, Patrick Malahide, Craig um, Birko, and David Morse. So the story follows an amnesiac school teacher who sets out to recover her identity with the help of a private detective, um, played by Jackson, when they discover a dark conspiracy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh shit. I don't like the sound. That sounds pretty scary. I don't like the sound of that. All right, let's keep going here. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, let's keep going here, man. Um All right, so the budget of this movie actually, so released by New Line Cinema on October 11, 1996, it, it grossed almost $96 million against a budget of $65 million and gained a strong a strong following. Yes, I I refuse to say cult because that shit is so negative. I, I don't want to say that. Um anyway, um let's get into let's get into the reception here. Um over his opening weekend, the film grossed nine million sixty-five three hundred and sixty-three um dollars from two thousand two forty-five theaters coming in third. Among films opening that weekend, it grossed thirty-three million dollars, thirty-three million four forty-seven thousand six six twelve six hundred twelve dollars in the U.S. and Canada, and of course sixty-two thousand. No, hold on, thousand one one forty nine dollars internationally for worldwide gross of ninety-five. Million, 456 um thousand seven sixty one rennie harlan blamed the film's poor performance on confusing advertising but shane black wondered if if it might have been more successful if it were about a man um it might have made more money they told me but it hadn't it had to be a woman the lead had to be a female it has also been suggested that the film's poor advertising campaign and lukewarm critical reception may have been a carry-over eff- effect from Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis's previous collaboration, Cutthroat Island, which was released 10 months at- earlier and was one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. Oh, Lord. Damn. Damn son, damn, damn. Wow, <laughs> that's a damn shame, man. Um, critical reception the long kiss goodnight received mainly positive reviews. It holds a 68% approval rating at rotten tomatoes based on 59 reviews with an average rating of 6.1 out of 10. The sites the sites is, um consensus states in quote smart, sharp witted, and fueled by enjoyably. Over-the-top action, the long kiss goodnight makes up an impact what it lacks in consistent aim. On Metacritic, the film has a score of 44 out of 100 based on reviews from 20 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film a median grade of A- on an A-plus um, to F scale. <laughs> Damn. Christine James from box office gave it three and a half out of five stars, calling it a lot of fun, but believing that there were some weaknesses in the script. Roger Ebert gave it two and a half out of four stars, stating I admired it as an example of craftsmanship, but what a lot of time and money to spend on something of no real substance. In 2018, 20- 2014 time I pulled several film critics, directors, actors, and stunt actors to list their top action films. And the longest history night placed 82nd on the list. Damn. Oh, damn, son. Um, in retrospect, Gina Davis said, I love the I love the movie. My character might be my favorite role. It's a close call between Thelma. And that one, well, apparently Thelma and Louise, of course, never saw that movie anyway. But anywho, anyway, that movie came out great and got got some good reception, but it didn't soar to heights. Let's say perhaps as we wanted it to. Samuel Jackson stated that The Long Kiss Goodnight was his favorite movie to watch that he was in. Of all the films he made, Rennie Harlan said The long Longest Goodnight was his favorite, end quote. It is definitely, for me, it's just very simple. It's a a movie that had a really good screenplay, which meant that I was able to get really good actors. It's always challenging to make a movie, but it sure makes it easier when you have a good screenplay like in that one. When you have characters that are complex and you have good drama and have some humor and some good action, you kind of have all the ingredients. When you have that, you don't even need some crazy special effects. You just need to let the characters do their thing. It was a great experience. Hold on, I didn't even know they had a sequel to this shit. I didn't know they had a sequel to this shit though, man. Um No, there was no sequel, unfortunately. There was no sequel um There was no sequel unfortunately, so uh let's see. There was no sequel unfortunately. Um all right, so let's get into We Own the Night. I remember watch. I think I remember watching this movie that came out years ago. I think I did, but let me just go over it anyway. So, another rated R movie we own the night is a 2007 American action thriller film directed and written by James Gray, co-produced by and starring. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who plays the Joker, of course, and Mark Wahlberg and co-starring Eva Mendez and Robert Duvall. Um, that movie came out while I was in my first year of college actually, which is kind of interesting though. But anyway, and it's, it is the third film directed by Gray and the second to feature Phoenix and Wahlberg together. The first being 2000s, The Yards. <laughs> Uh, The title comes from the model of the NYPD Street, Street Crimes Unit, which disbanded in 2002. Man, so. All right, so with its budget, the budget was between 21 to 28 million dollars. Um, the film premiered on May 25th, 2007, at the 2007 Cannes Film Festival, and it was released in the United States on October 12th, 2007, ultimately receiving mixed reviews from critics and grossing $55 million. Um, let's see. Let's see.
1: Hold on. Yeah, sorry about that.
0: Um, all right, let's go to let's go to the reception here, man. Um, okay. So, on Rotten Tomatoes, um 57% of 153 critics gave the film positive reviews with an average rating of 5.8 out of 10. The website's critical consensus reads bland characters, cliché dialogue, and rickety plotting ensure we own the night never lives up to its potential. On Metacritic, the film has a weighted average score of 59 out of 100, based on 33 critics, indicating mixed or average average reviews. Um, audiences surveyed by CinemaScore gave the film a a grade B minus on an A plus to F scale. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun Times wrote, "In quote, this is an atmospheric, intense film, well acted and." when it when it's working it has a real urgency peter travers of rolling stone called it um, defiantly refreshing unhip and gave it three out of four now we go to the box office so the box office in its opening weekend in the united states and canada the film grows ten point eight million dollars in 2003 62 theaters ranking number three at the box office which is not bad um the film grossed a total of 54.5 million dollars worldwide to 28.6 million dollars in the united states and canada and 26.5 million dollars in other territories in two In April, 2006, after acquiring multiple international rights, Universal Pictures announced its acquisition of domestic rights to the film. However, Sony Pictures later paid $11 million for the domestic rights, um, releasing it through its Columbia Pictures division. By June 2017, the film has totaled $22 million in DVD sales and $32 million in DVD rentals. Wow. Wow. Okay, you know, I want to say something about this whole whole thing with um with the uh with some of the film critics and stuff, um, as far as like, you know, the Rotten Tomatoes and all the other stuff. Look, I know there's a few people, I know there's a few people that's been that's been, you know, complaining about these film critics giving certain movies a harsh um review. And and for the most part, I mean, look, there is you gotta like sometimes you have to differentiate the difference between um between um a fact versus an alternative fact uh, which is basically an opinion i mean a lot of times people get affected by you know opinions of a certain movie that's been made or whatever case scenario may be and um you know there's some people who there's some critics that's like you know biased and sometimes people have a problem with um biased critics and stuff. But you know what? I look at it at at both sides, actually. You know, film critics, yeah, they may be old as shit. They may be old as shit. So um, but there's some film critics that's like you know, younger than old folks. Um, you know what I'm saying? and i kind of feel like sometimes you know we get caught up with um the expectations of what critics think and you know people have to see not too many people are going to listen to rotten tomatoes and um and metacritic um because a lot of times their numbers is their numbers are not always accurate you know what i'm saying not always accurate so you know so you know a lot of times you know when people do reviews sometimes the numbers sometimes the numbers are lie versus the ones that do so so you know you know just you know see whatever movie you like that you prefer whether it's a horror movie where it's a horror movie like a where it's horror movies where there's comedy drama action thriller, um, all that other stuff. So, you know, that shouldn't really, that shouldn't really, well, you know, that shouldn't really stop you from watching the movie. And you know, there's a few people that's going to shit on certain movies and all that other stuff. Right. And, and you know, certain people who shit on a movie that they've never seen based on their Predictions, or whatever you know what I'm saying. Sometimes your predictions could be wrong, too. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to actually put it out there that's you know, you're not gonna always be right all the time when it comes to doing film reviews of, and being critical and stuff. So, <laughs> that's pretty much what I wanted to say right there, though, on that one right there. So, you know, do whatever you want, enjoy the enjoy the movies and stuff, and and all other stuff. So, and you know, movie theaters are gonna be around for a long time though, man. Someone spread a rumor saying that the movies, the movie industry, the movie industry of theaters is going to be dying, but it's still around, man. Like, like whoever's doing that shit needs to cut it out right now, man. Like, seriously, man. Cut that shit out, man. All right. um, All right. So we are going to go to a little thing. Hang on a second here. Alright, so biggest video game releases. We're gonna get into some video game releases and stuff. There's some dates actually. I'm sorry. Um, there's been some dates and stuff. Um, I'm gonna get into that right here. Yeah, we're gonna get into it right here and stuff. So uh um, just give me a moment here so I can find yes, yeah, so we got more video game releases uh, still going on in 2023. Um, how about we go ahead and just take a stroll to our next segment? Next segment is gonna be hold on a minute here. Hold on one second. So we're gonna get into the video games chamber. All right. We're gonna get into it right here, right now. Um let me set up where, where we are right now since we in Nove- since we in November. I'm sorry if I ain't cover the one in October. Um I'm gonna go over the ones in October. So yeah, I'm gonna go over the ones in October. So um let me just start there. All right so here we go the video game chain the video games chamber all right all right um all right um I'm gonna, one second
2: um
1: A sec.
0: Okay, let's go over some games that came out in the month of October shall we um let's
2: see
0: yeah alright okay let's go releases okay so so starting with the games in October and I'll work my way through no through the beginning and mid-November all right so I'm gonna get into um, and this is from gameinformer.com, folks that's where I'm actually looking at right here um okay. This is okay, the game starting with the game of Bilkin's Folly, um, which is on which came out October the second for PlayStation 5, PlayStation, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. All these game systems that I just mentioned, if you didn't get a chance to check them out and, and cop them, go ahead and buy them. What is that? GameStop. Best Buy, Target, wherever you get your games for your video game systems. Um, this, um, this Gia Seven Vows of the Virtualist came out October third for PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch, PC. Um, Scorn also came out on the third for PlayStation Five um silent hope for nintendo switch and pc and now we go to october the 4th for blossom tales 2 the Tour prince for xbox series xbox one assassin's creed um came out on october the 5th for playstation playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 and pc front mission 2 remake for nintendo switch also came out on the 5th and also on the 5th um my little universe for nintendo switch and pc uh, the dark pictures anthology little hope uh for nintendo switch um october 5th so war groove 2 for the Niten- 10th for nintendo switch pc um number october 6th borderlands 3 for nintendo switch um detective pikachu returns um for nintendo switch nhl 24 playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox xbox one all right let's go over let's go over borderlands 3 Let's go over this actually. So. Um, um, Okay. So. Let me see if there's any more, if there's any info. Let's see. Okay. Okay, so we have, okay, so here it is. So a lot has changed in the FPS game seen since 2012 when the last numbered entry of borderlands arrived in our gaming machines in all the ways that matter the sequel hews closely to the blueprint established in that well-loved re- release exploding forth in onto our screens with a bevy of wild weapon weaponry asinine <laughs> asinine humor um and bloody battles um the formula feels dated but with some updates to ui and gameplay and a huge adventure across a variety of destinations it's easy to embrace the insanity once again if even if in the back of your head you know if all feels just a bit too familiar players once again jump into the role of one of four unique vault hunters, each with engaging gimmicks that set their playstyles apart from the brawling melee charges of the latest siren to the mech powered sustained assaults of the gunner. Each character offers a range of build options and theory crafting your way to a powerful murder machine is especially compelling after several dozens dozen hours of play and earned skill points. Most of the play styles borrow liberally from earlier games or other franchises entirely, so most power sets will f- feel like an old pair of shoes to genre faithful, easy to slip into but with few surprises. Uh, across an especially lengthy campaign, Borderlands 3 skewers internet and corporate culture in equal measures, sat- satirizing the inherent narcissism and selfishness of both, with the series' trademark sophomore, sophomoric wit. The humor is certainly hit and miss but the writers seem to have adopted the philosophy that you miss 100 of the shots you don't take the chatter is nearly constant storytelling feels more epic this time as the heroes jet between planets previous games in the franchise have sometimes felt too tied to a particular environment and this new installment combats that step that stale sensation with several well realized locals from an idyllic monastery to a corporate mega, mega city. The variety is a welcome diversion and keeps the visual palette pleasing. Guns are once again, the real stars of the show with an unreal assortment of firearms that feature just a uh, just as much gameplay variety as visual uniqueness um i enjoy the varied option at hand and the solid gunplay um across the board ensures engagement for many hours from assault rifles that launch blasts Of radiation to a pistol that shoots rockets, there's no end of experimentation to be had. If anything, the plethora of options can feel overwhelming and slow down the otherwise frenzied pace of play as you simply try to figure out what is worth keeping or selling a problem, as exasperated by cumbersome inventory management and too few cell spots. It doesn't help that weapons only sometimes conform to their expected archetypes. Uh, when a pistol is sometimes a better long range option than a sniper, how best to judge an item's utility at a glance. Sliding under gaps and mentally over obstacles contribute to the fast flow of exploration and i appreciate the sense of speed and mobility
1: hold on okay um mobility where was i okay
0: yeah so combat is fren- frenetic but simplistic especially in the early hours as waves of enemies spawn repeatedly to be mowed down later hours offer more interesting mixes of foes but suffer from a different problem many bad guys are extreme bullet sponges extending fights in a way that feels unnecessary in an already meaty <laughs> campaign. <laughs> oh shit, meaty campaign. Um, playthrough. Oh wow, <laughs> meaty. <laughs> oh shit. Oh my god, that's funny, man. That's funny. Okay, Um, <laughs> several bosses are especially guilty of the sin <laughs> and can make for a miserable slog, especially play solo where endless circles strafing quickly loses its appeal like its predecessors Borderlands 3 is at its best when played cooperatively with up to 4 players online as more vault hunters enter the fray the visual um phantasm phantasm, phantasm agora of color and explosions is amusing and strangely delightful <laughs> um The game supports easy drop in play and options for independent levels, scaling and difficulty, smoothing out the hurdles facing players in different places in the game. If the bang you want for your butt is simply a wealth of content and a lot to do, Gearbox has you covered. Beyond the potential for trying out different characters and builds through the lengthy sweep of the narrative, the post-game experience opens up a range of challenge options, tiers of mayhem-infused encounters to climb through, and rank increases to shoot for as you dive back into the action. I welcome the compliment to end-game engagement. However, I must add that in my own playthrough i felt the core loop of combat wore out its welcome well before the credits rolled especially since the highest available initial difficulty um normal rarely mounted a meaningful challenge borderlands 3 is a love letter to its fans and a celebration of the style of play it first popularized filled with characters from previous installments and unapologetic in its silly humor and bombastic action it is an amusing ride that seems hesitant to innovate if you if more of what you love before is your chief desire gearbox has granted that wish through a game of impressive scope that charts some very safe territory and of course obviously it's all it's all on playstation 4 and xbox one um and the versions feature two player local split screen cooperative play so there you have it right there now hold on a second the concept returned to bleak but humorous borderlands for a lengthy adventure that rarely sees your finger leave the trigger graphics the familiar style is intact and attractive but you could see no excuse me you could be excused for feeling that little has changed in the years since the last game the sound over-the-top voice work including some celebrity surprises vacillates between genuinely funny and entertaining prattle playability Smart changes to mobility, solid gunplay, and a well-crafted set of new abilities make the game accessible to a broad range of players if you are willing to invest a lot of time. Entertainment in all formula executed well. Borderlands 3 rarely takes chances or strays from expectation. Uh, Replay uh, moderately high. Okay, there we go right there um okay all right so um let's see where was where was okay so yes so um detective pikachu returns um nintendo switch i'm not gonna go over i'm not gonna go over that um and i already mentioned nhl 24 playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 and xbox one okay forza motorsport for xbox um series pc came out on october 10th okay let's take a look at this let's take a look at this yes so it can be rare for a newer franchise to challenge a well-established genre leader for the throne, but that's precisely what the Forza Motorsports series has done since its first entry in 2005. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, um. Since then, the sim racing genre has featured dueling front runners with Gran Turismo, and forza motorsport taking turns in the lead the latest entry simply titled forza motorsport takes a back-to-basis approach to keep pace with its chief rival speeding around the track has never felt better a palpable sense of speed accompanies excellent physics and visual visuals to keep excuse me to create a superb racing experience. A multitude of factors converge, including track surface, weather, the wear of your tires, and the various tuning elements of your vehicle to determine how your vehicle handles and feels. In the hundreds of laps I drove, I can't remember any instance when i skidded off the track or allowed an opponent to overtake me where i didn't immediately understand what i did wrong however a a penalty system meant to discourage cutting corners or ramming opponents is less spelled out one intentionally caused crash yielded no penalty penalty um while the same system docked me more than a second for some routine paint trading around a corner i appreciate what it sets out to do but the inconsistent penalties caused me to throw my hands up in disbelief oh shit! okay if you didn't check out the forza motorsport trailer it's on youtube you can subscribe to forza motorsport forza on um, YouTube to check out the trailer in case you didn't see it you more than welcome to actually check it out for yourselves so single-player races are spiced up by the series trademark um, um, driver tar feature which helps artificial intelligent artificial intelligence ride drivers behave more like real players <sighs> okay this is this is the the artificial intelligence shit in games i don't know why you would consider this but this is just beyond me um yeah i love that it replicates player tendencies and their mistakes i still occasionally see artificial intelligence drivers spinning out onto the track side rubble This dynamic behavior helps add variety to an otherwise straightforward career mode. Forza Motorsports' career um, was where I spent the most time. The campaign presents you with different themed cups and tours in which to compete. These include some requiring you to drive a specific performance class or fall into a certain classification bucket like high-powered performance vehicles or sedans. I appreciate the simple nature of playing through various cups in successive order, though I would have liked more freedom in the modes progression and car collection. As you race, you earn credits, credits. Which can be used to buy more cars, but you also level cars up in an odd RPG light twist. As you complete certain feats on the track, your car gains levels. I quickly became hooked on... Posting the best times on individual track segments to gain more experience. However, I don't like that upgrade components are locked behind your car level. These arbitrary level gates made me less interested in going in and tweaking my cars part parts manually. Instead, um instead of trying to figure out Which parts were unlocked with my newest level up? I often opted to have the game optimize the upgrades for me. Give me one moment. all right um okay where was I? where were we um yes yeah, so for those who want to compete against real people instead of their drivetars, forza motorsports um capable hold on <laughs> yeah capable um multiplayer um sweet offers several several avenues to take on racers from across the globe. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. um, Feature races offer a diverse array of events starring different cars in the expansive Forza garage with a set um, start time. But I loved jumping into instant action, rivals events where you are tasked with beating another player's time. These delivered some of my most triumphant moments as I finally nailed the perfect lap to top my foe. Even in a field full of stellar looking racing games, Forza Motorsport is a visual feast. Each of the 20 tracks features intricate details and weather that make it feel like a lived in world. But the cars, are the true stars of the show whether you are driving around in common streetcars from honda and ford supercars from ferrari and mclaren or the various racing tuned speed machines on offer each vehicle's I- impressive look and sound match the uncompromised feel of the on the track action you can visually Customize each of the more than 500 launch cars with custom paint jobs and vinyls, but I'm disappointed by the limited body customization options. I'm also underwhelmed by the damage, which is a shame since so much of the game is built around attention to detail. Even when I drove directly into a wall (laughs) at nearly two hundred miles per hour. (laughs) Oh, shit! Oh, man, all got T bone. Oh, shit. t-bone by a rival (laughs) and rolled my car escape with (laughs) minor dings and dents (laughs) oh oh man that's that's really funny right there (laughs) oh shit no matter how realistically the dirt accumulates around precise parts of a car over the course of a race my immersion um broke each time i was in an accident the lack of avert damage is particularly noticeable when i when you have the performance and damage setting from higher difficulties on and your car is struggling to stay on the road but it looks like it was a little more than a fender bender forza motorsport may not have the most in-depth career mode but it executes nearly every aspect of the package exceptionally exception exceptionally well excuse me um though um some of the progression and and dynamic visual elements fall short of the realism and the rest of the title um um achieves forza motorsport um currently vies for the pole position in the sim racer field okay so um yeah so that's pretty much what that is right there man so that's yeah um all right so more games that came out on in october um which is um let me see Honkai star rail for playstation 5 also came out on october 10th um also on also um another another game that came out on the 10th of october which is little gator game uh playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 and xbox one roblox playstation 4 october the 10th um wild card football for playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc um, october the 11th total war pharaoh for pc um, october 12th salt sea chronicles playstation 5 nintendo switch and pc and of course lords of the fallen um, um came out october 13th playstation 5 xbox series and pc wizard with a gun for pc october the twenty, october 16th cyber knights flashpoint um came out october 17th um for pc line no excuse me pc mac linus iOS, and android Mortal Kombat Onslaught um came out for iOS and, and Android. Skull Island Rise of Kong for PlayStation also came out on the 17th, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch and PC. Sonic Superstars um also came out on the 17th. Uh for playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc let's go to the review for that one right there um let me see Hold on, let me see something okay sonic superstars marks a step back to the genesis era 2d platforming that put the series on the map and a leap forward by letting three more friends join the adventure, while the former largely succeeds in providing an enjoyable nostalgic experience. The latter fails to allow partners to have the same amount of fun. As either Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, or Amy, you you spin dash your way through a brand new batch of beautifully designed zones from the twisting vines and lush greenery of speed jungle (laughs) into the gilded architecture of the golden capital sonic superstars pops with bright colors and whimsical designs for the new gallery of bad nicks um unfortunately This soundtrack doesn't have the same highs as some of the previous 2D entries. The music is not bad, but outside of a couple of tracks, most tunes are unmemorable. Oh shit. And don't hit that next gear of toe tapping goodness I've come to expect from the franchise. Oh, wow. And um, uh, platforming holds up its end of the bargain however the physics perfectly perfectly replicate the feel of sonic's genesis adventure allowing me to comfort comfortably slip into the action like putting on an old glove sonic's pals sport their familiar specialties tails can fly (laughs) and no it's not a butt copter folks (laughs) <laughs> oh shit and carry partners knuckles can climb walls and glide and amy sports an enemy slain double jump each pulls their own weight so the choice comes down to a matter of preference amy became my favorite besides sonic himself um okay zones are large multi-tiered obstacle courses filled with deviously placed enemies death traps death traps and new um traversal gimmicks if you haven't seen the trailer for um sonic superstars it's on youtube you can check that out for yourself i like mechanics such as jumping across speeding roller coasters roller coaster trains in the casino zone or transforming into pixelated avatars in a cyberspace inspired world other challenges are a pain as such as carefully navigating a pitch black jungle with only a glowing butterfly for light an idea else suited for sonic sonic's faster pace style of play besides traditional mainline acts new character specific acts provide decent decent avenues to sample the other heroes while propelling the narrative as a whole levels do a good job of capturing the core fun of sonic zipping through elaborate obstacles at breakneck speed (laughs) um while dodging hazards at the last second. Uh, the that also means they sport the same trial and error design at those of the classic games. You often won't or can't anticipate a hazard until it's too late. While not new, I was sometimes frustrated by this approach as going too fast, often leads to hitting something that almost feels designed to punish you for doing the thing sonic and his friends do best deaths Death can feel cheap in some instances so i'm thankful superstars does away with the it, with the fin uh, finite live system of the classic games chaos emeralds now grant new powers upon their collection accessible through a weapon wheel Powers like Avatar and Vision let you send attacking attacking clones across the screen and reveal hidden rings and platforms respectively. My favorite is Bullet, which lets me fire myself into a chosen direction for an explosive boost. Since Chaos Emerald portals are hidden instead of appearing at checkpoints, these powers are totally optional and easy to miss. Thus, while these skills can be useful, they also aren't vital. I often forget I have them at my disposal, and rarely feel guilty about not using them more. Anything can be easily be con—excuse me—conquered um, with your base move set. And while the powers don't detract. Um, they are not as meaningful to the experience as I hoped. Unfortunately, the newly added four-player um co-op affirms my my biggest my biggest fear going in 2D. 2D Sonic is not built for traditional multiplayer, at least not with all participants sharing the same screen playing with even one other person can be a mess. As going faster or slower than your partner forces you to respond back to them, uh, Sonic games are about speed and levels levels sport numerous paths. Um, but since players aren't free to explore independently, you are rubber banded back together. This creates jarring instances. Um, of partners vanishing and warping back if they zig where you zig where you z- zig where you zag, excuse me. Um, which can be dis- distracting in the middle of a tricky platforming sequence.
1: One moment, please. all right um
0: where was i um where was i yes so playing co-op feels less like working together and more like fighting to stay together additionally superstars is inconsistent in which player which player it prioritizes generally um generally Player one is in charge, meaning if someone else dies, the game continues by focusing on the leader. This isn't the case in some instances though. In the casino zone, I fell to my death several times. On some occasions, the game refocuses on my partner who continues onward and I just respawn. <laughs> damn. Um. In order, In order, no, in other instances, excuse me, um, the camera followed me all the way to my death. Oh, wow. Resulting in a game over for the team. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Other challenges seem ill suited for multiple multiple players. (laughs) The aforementioned Oh shit, the aforementioned elimination focus zone is a nightmare, oh shit. A nightmare with other people. Uh, A nightmare with other people, Um, uh, since only one player can hold the, the light, forcing everyone else to either stick extremely close by or wander blindly. Co-op is also restricted to local play, only due to quality concerns. But I can't imagine how it would suffer much from online play. As it stands, co-op is functional and can be um, unintentionally entertaining in a purely chaotic sense, but doesn't feel totally thought out. Okay, Battle Mode of versus Destination consisting of bland one-note mini-game competitions is hardly worth exploring. The character custom customization is which you assemble a robot using parts purchased by spending special coins found in levels or special challenges is uninteresting as well a second more difficult post-game campaign offers the most compelling reason to stick with superstars after you f- you followed dr eggman's plans despite some big um caveats i mostly enjoy st- sonic superstars as a solo trip down memory lane the platforming feels good the levels are mostly fun and the presentation looks great ripping through robots while Hitting loop, um, loop loopy loops and bouncing pads still brings a smile to my face. But the game's new additions either feel inconsequential or ill-advised, watering down an otherwise respectable, ca- respectable, respectable package. Sonic, Sonic Superstars offer a solid return to form for series, oldest and most ardent followers with some hedgehog size potholes along the way. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, let me, let me see. All right. Um, okay. So, um, let me see. Let me see. Yes. Another game that came out is Wizard with a Gun um, um, for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. Mike Magnolia's Hellboy Web of Word for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC came out October the 18th also came out on the same day is slender the arrival for playstation 5 xbox series endless endless dungeon for playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 nintendo switch and pc came out on the 19th of october um galactic civilization 4 supernova for pc Gargoyle's Remastered, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed um, also came out on the 19th uh, for Nintendo Switch. Hot Wheels Unleashed, Turbocharged, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, um, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Uh, Let's see... Let's take a look at the Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged for a sec. Okay. As a speed-focused arcade racer, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged is a joy thanks to the emphasis on going fast, collecting hot Hot Wheels cars, spanning decades, and crafting your own tracks. However, it doesn't quite have the variety of tracks to keep keep it fresh throughout and the story mode is an innocuous affair leading to middle of the pack results instead of the checkered flag it was chasing well it may not be as technical as most racing sims or as silly as a as the mario kart series turbocharged doesn't lack charm hot wheels unleash 2 drops you onto tracks in a backyard on a golf course and in other real world locations that recreate the memories of a kid who um could dream up their masterpiece track and then put it together whether no excuse me wherever um they like loopy loops golf balls giant spiders and tight corners provide a chaotic and enjoyable challenge um the focus on speed is fun making races quick just one more time affairs you must master your boost in standard races obstacle races boss races and eliminations which are my favorite as you need to keep the lead for a set time as cars are eliminated until yours is the sole survivor your boost Bar is crucial since you use it to perform jumps and lateral dashes. Feature two features new to the sequel. Players can use the lateral dash to slam into other cars, but it, along with the jump, can also be used mid flight to right your vehicle back in, excuse me, to back onto the track, fueling the chaotic control during races you gain boost via drifting and thankfully the mechanic is forgiving and pretty easy to, if not master at least get a handle on quickly different cars have different boosts um which can change how you approach a race one car may only have three bars max giving you three boosts while another has an entire bar that lets you save or burn as much as you want figuring out how much you no excuse me how and often you can boost around tracks is essential you may run into a situation where you can't jump over an obstacle Limited boost made me enjoy how I had to be just a little strategic in using it. There was more than one instance where I overdid it. Finding myself unable to jump over a barrier or boosting right off a course. I never felt cheated, but I had a good laugh and I learned from my overexcitement in those instances holding a button responds you with enough boost to try again though you lose a handful of seconds oh shit. <laughs> uh, the, the game includes a story mode create creature rampage but it's mostly a throwaway saturday morning cartoon affair creatures Creature Rampage's premise is simple. Giant monsters are on the loose and your job is to shrink them down and subdue them by racing all while listening to jokes from a wisecracking robot, a professor who seems to do more harm than good with his gadgets and a fellow racer. The story plays out like a motion comic with panels moving around furiously it's all a bit forgettable, and I honestly couldn't wait for this the cutscenes to be over, but it doesn't linger long enough to get to get in the way of the races and earning more coins, upgrades, and pieces to customize tracks. The roughly eight-hour story mode does a good job of nudging players to use a variety of cars. The Hot Wheels aren't just there to look cool, a rip rod in the drifter category takes corners like a dream whereas a swift mini cooper is better suited for handling specific track terrain i liked being pushed to use different cars in various situations and the types really matter i used a car unsuited unsuited for off-road and couldn't navigate dirt corners encouraging me to explore new cars after that nudge i began upgrading my cars to have different boosts or handling benefits via the perks system and before i knew it i was customizing my cars with new looks i would i would have enjoyed i would have enjoyed more variety in the track locations during creature rampage and other st- other modes as you end up racing through much of the same scenery, hearing the same music and looking at a a game that seems stuck in a past console generation, which sometimes bland visuals, it isn't enough to detract from the fun, but you see a lot of the dinosaur museum and golf course before the game is over. Seeing this as a virtual play box on top of a racing game is a huge part of the proceedings the racing is tight fast and fun but the need to earn more coins to buy more cars for your virtual garage is enthralling hot wheels hot wheels vehicles have several rarity ratings and as you play different ones are cycled out in a shop on a timer so if you see a van with toast popping out of it you might impulse buy it before it disappears like I did you can also refresh what's for sale with some coins I couldn't stop adding vehicles to my collection the weirder the better the upping customization Auntie is the track editor. It only took me a couple of minutes to get comfortable with the basics before I was making brutal unrealistic tracks. It's definitely a feature that takes some time to fully grasp, but it's so much fun to select, say the museum track and start laying down obstacle after obstacle in a winding um, track of doom and despair. Community, Community tracks allow um, you to save ones you want to revisit. If you are even a little bit creative or just like throwing stuff, excuse me, stuff together like me, the track editor. And car customization. Offer plenty of fun ways to get more mileage out of the game. Players can also take on others online in pretty standard fare, like a quick race, rounding out the game's features. Given the creativity present in uh other portions of the game, the online offer offerings feel downright vanilla. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> but it's but it's still A good time showing off your custom car. (laughs) Downright Vanilla. Oh, wow. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes, um. Yeah, um downright vanilla. That's funny right there, but it's still a good time showing off your custom custom car. I can't knock Hot Wheels Unleash 2 Turbocharged for too much. It's in an enjoyable arcade-like racer that feels like something you might find in the arcade. It captures what it's like to be a kid imagining race courses for your toys and offers an almost overwhelming custom customizable play box. The quick races and variety emos never let anything t- become too dull before you are on the on to the next objective, boosting your way to victory. I'm not a Hot Wheels diehard, but the sheer creativity, speed, and customization hooked on me. Okay. All right, so let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Um, all right, so also on the nineteenth, overpass two, um, PlayStation Five, Xbox Series, and PC, the Seven Guest VR, which is virtual reality, folks. PlayStation VR two, Quest, and PC, the Gap not to be confused with the clothing store uh, for playstation 2 for excuse me playstation 5 xbox and xbox series and pc um the the jackbox the jackbox party pack 10 um playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc um world of horror um for pc only um, October 20th, um, Col- Colossal Cave, iOS. Marvel's Spider-Man 2, um, PlayStation 5, October th- 20th. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Nintendo Switch, I- also on the 20th. Um, um, let's see how much time we got here. Yeah, let me I'm just gonna skim through the dates. Um SpongeBob SquarePants the Cosmic Shake um came out on the 23rd of, of October for PlayStation 5 Xbox Series only. City Skylines 2 for PC came out on the 24th. Just Dance 2024, uh PlayStation 5 Xbox Series and Swoot Nintendo Switch. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume One. Um for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Uh the Lord of the Rings. Return to Moria for, for PC only. Stray Souls came out on October 25th for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Um October 26th, Battle Cakes. Mmm, for PC only. Dave the Diver um, also came out on the same date for Nintendo Switch. Frog Detective, the entire mystery, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Ghostbusters, Rise of the Ghost Lord, for playstation vr 2 which is virtual reality and quest ghost runner 2 for playstation 5 xbox series and pc only mineco mineco's night market for playstation 5 playstation 4 and xbox one world of horror um For playstation 5 playstation 4 and nintendo switch allen wake 2 came out on october 27th for playstation 5 xbox series and pc ea sports ufc 5 um not not that i'm into that stuff but um for playstation 5 xbox xbox series only resident evil village for ios came out on the 30th of october and of course resident evil village winter's expansion of ios as well dusk for playstation 4 xbox xbox no excuse me um playstation 4 only um juicent for playstation 5 xbox series and pc came out on the 31st of halloween um, also on the 31st of Halloween, is Silent Hill Ascension for, play, for um, PC only. Now we head to November. Um, November 1st, Alan um, Hominid Invasion um, came out on the 1st of November, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, Crossfire Sierra Squad for, for PC only um song of Nunu, a league of legends story um for playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc blasphemous 2 <laughs> came out on the 2nd of november <laughs> playstation 4 and xbox one um for the king 2 for pc only um, my time at sand sandrock PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, Nintendo Switch, PC. Um, Played Up for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and Nintendo Switch. Power Wash Simulator for Quest. Um, Robocop <laughs> Rogue City for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. I, I didn't even know they came out with this already. But that's interesting, though. I, I'll probably, I'll probably review that, and along with the other games, I didn't get a chance to review um, in a in a different episode. <laughs> um, Star Ocean: The Second Story R for PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, The Smurfs Two: The Prisoner of the Green Stone. For playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc the the titles principle 2 playstation 5 xbox series and pc um thirsty suitors <laughs> oh shit. um for playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch and pc uh, vampire the masquerade justice for playstation 2 vr 2 virtual reality is what the acronym stands for and quest november 3rd fashion dreamer such a boring game like sims uh for nintendo switch <laughs> uh warrior wear uh move it for the Ni- for nintendo switch the invincible playstation PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PC came out on November the 6th. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 came out on November the 7th for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. (laughs) Salt and Sacrifice, (laughs) oh shit. Uh, Only for Nintendo Switch. The Forest Cathedral, for PlayStation 5 only. Uh November the 8th, Risk of Rain returns for Nintendo Switch and PC. Nine years of Shadows came out November 9th for Nintendo Switch. Also on the 9th, Berserk Recharge, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Um, like a dragon, Gaiden, the man who earned his name. Um PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC also came out. All right, I'm going to stop right there. I'll I'll take a look at the other games that's coming out on the 14th. Actually, yeah, we'll we'll take a look at that tomorrow. And in the next episode, all right. Um, I'm gonna wrap this up right now, man. You know what I'm saying? So let me see. Let me see this shit. Um okay. All right, so let's let's wrap this up here. Wait, wait, the stream choices on the group, yes all right we're gonna wrap this up right here man we're gonna go to a very last segment right here which is stream choices on the go man let's get into it right here right now let's do this wrong one sorry make sure you follow meticulous vibe juice podcast on threads and instagram lost all with my other podcast shows that i do which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports platform that i do um and uh i just recorded episode 64 it'll drop on wednesday and um and and my number one primary show that's over 300 episodes which is excellent f- no excuse me which is off the meat rat chains new york avenue podcast um you can also follow that show on the gram as well off the meat rat chains NY podcast. podcasts all right so there you have it right there um You can also follow me on the gram as well which is which is g money stacks um in queens new york no excuse me um g money stacks triple five in queens new york there you go right there and um also um be sure to turn your notifications so you can be in the know on when i'm going to be on instagram live next time and for more details of of when each episode is going to be dropping so so you can you can um you can get a reminder of when i'm going to be on instagram live and when i'm going to be dropping the episodes and stuff so um all right so if you go to the link in bar of my link tree you're gonna see you're gonna see a whole list of auto stream platforms um, where you can listen, stream, and watch these episodes, including the new live episodes as well, um, which includes, um, which includes Odyssey, Audible, Amazon Music Breaker, Bullhorn FM, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM, Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Friend, Pod Hound, Pod O'Polo, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Pod Vine, Snap, no, excuse me, Snipped, Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Stitcher, Tuning Radio, Google Podcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio—the number one, number one app where you can where you can um listen to music, radio, and podcast for free. You don't need a credit card or a debit card to download iHeartRadio or any of the apps whatsoever. Um, just be sure you be sure you follow and subscribe to all the streaming platforms that I just mentioned just now, and of course do the same of course do the same with um the other podcast shows that i do make sure you um make sure you subscribe and follow um my other shows which is excellent fun vibrant talks podcast the sports edition show you can also follow this podcast right here which is meticulous vibe juice podcast review show and also my number one primary show in the with 302 episodes off the meat rat chains new york avenue podcast as well so and um and do the same with youtube make sure you grab the subscribe button on the youtube channel page of meticulous Vibe juice podcast and also do the same with my sports channel excellent fun vibrant talks podcast as well as my um other youtube channel Money stacks triple five where you see all the live new episodes of off the meat rat chains new york avenue podcast and of course you can also see the live episodes of meticulous rod juice podcast as well so um leave a like and a comment along with the review topics that's being discussed tell us tell tell us um what you thought about the review topics and the games the mute the music the music history of hip hop of albums and movie reviews and all that other stuff so um also um stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes in case you miss any of the live many of the live um episodes in the live stream on youtube and also be sure to you can download your favorite episodes you can you can also download the podcast and add it to your playlist whether you have spotify spotify for podcasters um whether you have odyssey um whether you have audible um amazon music whether you have cashbox fm whether you have um iheart radio um youtube and other streaming platforms wherever you um listen to listen listen to podcast shows and stuff and the episodes as well um yes so be sure to be sure to listen, stream, and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them. Um, share the share the videos, share the episodes, and of course tell friends to another friend, and of course, share the Linktree link that says Linktree slash meticulous vibe juice podcast with all the streaming platform links that's included with the podcast with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, the people you are cool with. Um the people that you are cool with from work and everywhere else in between, right? That's going that's going to do it for me. I'm your man G Money Stacks, aka the Greginer. Thank you so much for tuning into episode 121 titled titled um titled you know we definitely own you know we definitely most you know we you know we most definitely own the nights which is dedicated to um boogie nights long kiss night and we own the night so there you have it right there um And remember the grind doesn't stop hardware pays off new york wasn't built in a day and and you have you just have to trust the process um you have to trust your instincts be confident be consistent on your craft on on your p's while you are on your p's and q's creatively mentally physically and spiritually and and along with finding something that clicks to you, that makes sense, that makes you happy, doing what you love, that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision, all right? So there you have it, folks. I'm up out of here. Thank you very much for listening and rocking with me. And I do apologize for the delays, of the upcoming episodes including um this one right here so i will see y'all next time in the next episode peace and one love and enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your night good night everybody What's up everyone at home G money stacks here from the review show meticulous vibe juice podcast here. You want to hear more from me. I need your help on a few things. Go follow meticulous vibe juice podcast on threads and Instagram tap on the notifications so you can know when I will be on Instagram live doing episode recordings every week. If you can grab the subscribe button for me, click on alerts on the YouTube channel page, Meticulous 5 Juice Podcast, for more live video episodes. Plus, after you click on subscribe, you will be reminded on the live stream recording of the date, day, and time. If you miss any of the new and previous episodes, don't worry. Every episode is already uploaded for you to catch up. Share your thoughts on the review topics in the comments section. If you go to my link tree slash meticulous vibe juice podcast, there are some links so you can listen, stream, and watch new and previous episodes on every streaming platform. Plus, you can download the apps and episodes, add your favorite episodes onto your playlist, including the podcast, which includes Spotify for podcasters formerly known as Anchor, Spotify, Audible, Odyssey, Breaker, Bullhorn FM, CastBox FM, Deezer, Snipped, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, I'm your man G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Gregonator. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening, streaming, rocking with me, and watching me on the podcast. One love.